as women, we've always been aware of relationship inequalities. We've actually been getting the short end of the stick, especially when we started working outside the home. Because the domestic responsibilities for some of us didn't decrease when we took on more active roles in contributing to the financial responsibilities of the home. We've kind of just accepted these inequalities as gender roles, but more and more of us are redefining our roles in our relationships to be more aligned, to be more equitable, and to be balanced. Women are standing up for and demanding the same equality as men in their careers and financial opportunities. So why wouldn't we want an equitable balance in our relationships? Maintaining a happy and healthy relationship takes work, even if that relationship is with yourself. There's work required to attain and maintain a meaningful life. Anything worth having is worth fighting for, and our relationships are certainly worth the fight. I use my personal struggles to help inspire my coaching and mentoring practice because I know what it feels like to be unhappy with yourself and in your relationship. I mentor singles on how to attract and find love and women who are struggling to rekindle the passion and romance in their relationship by offering support and tools to transform their love story. When unhappiness has overwhelmed you, how do you transform your mindset? When a disagreement in your relationship gets you off balance, how do you get back on track? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Your Day and Beyond, podcast episode 29. I'm your host, dating and relationship coach, Shanette Ehiabi. Relationship inequalities exist when there's an imbalance of power in the relationship. When one person dominates or maintains power and control over their partner, especially for a long period of time, the relationship becomes unhealthy and resentment sets in. Now, couples that are in a healthy relationship have mutual respect for each other's desires and interests, and they work at creating and maintaining balance in the relationship. Every relationship is different, though. How each couple finds balance depends on their lifestyle. For example, I have a client who's married and she has four children, two older boys and two very young girls. And this client travels for work. So she may be gone from the home two to three months working, and then she'll return home and may stay home for a month and a half to two months. During the time that she's working away from the home, her husband's contribution increases in the domestic responsibility and child rearing responsibilities. But at the same time, her responsibility increases in the financial contribution to the home. 
So because of their lifestyle, they've chosen this method as a way to balance the responsibility of contributing to the home. Some relationship inequalities have existed since the beginning of that relationship, but some developed along the way. To maintain a happy and healthy relationship, there should be an expectation from each person to do their part. And contribution doesn't have to be equal in everything. Like I just shared with you about my client, the contribution is not equal in the domestic responsibilities in child rearing when she's away from the home. But there is a balance there. So there needs to be a balance to avoid falling into the most common areas of relationship inequity, which we'll discuss three of those common inequities today. Let's begin with prayer and then get into our discussion about inequalities in a relationship and how gender roles have played a big part in how men and women contribute to their relationships and how to prevent resentment and realign balance back into the relationship. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give you the glory and the honor today, God. I thank you for allowing me to be the vessel and the conduit to bring your message to so many women around the world. Lord, there are so many people in relationships that are failing and the desire is for the relationship to work and for it to be happy. And I know that you put us here to be in a relationship. You put us here as twos. You put us to be together together, to to cohabitate together. That is the desire of many women today, Lord, to have a successful and happy relationship, a committed relationship for those that are desiring to be in a relationship. We pray for them. We I pray for those that are seeking help for their marriages today or their committed relationships. I pray for those that are just wanting a change, a change for the better in their relationships. And I also pray for my own relationship. God, I ask your protection over my marriage, God, for any plan that the enemy has to come and steal and kill and destroy it. It's in your name that we ask these things. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. One of the most common inequalities I see in relationships is the decision making. There's an imbalance in the relationship when one person makes all the decisions or one person plans everything. And that's including major life decisions. When you think about this, ask yourself this question. Who makes the major life decisions in your relationship? And I'm talking about things like where you're going to live, buying a home, major purchases like a car or an RV, having children or not having children. How are those decisions made? Are those decisions made by the two of you coming together and having a discussion and consideration being made towards both of your input into the discussion, or is one person making all of these decisions? 
Decision-making in a relationship for major life decisions, especially about having children or deciding not to have children or buying a home or where you're going to buy that home, how much you're going to spend, those things should be a shared process because it impacts and affects everyone. If you, say for instance, as a woman, make a decision to have a child because you desire to have a baby and you don't discuss that with your husband or your, your partner, the person you're in a relationship with, and you go ahead and have that baby or get pregnant. And they don't feel the same way. They don't want children. They don't desire to have children. Well, now you're in a conflicting situation because it wasn't discussed. So decisions, especially life, major life decisions, should be a shared process in any relationship, whether you're married or if you're in a committed relationship, those should be a shared, it should be a shared process because it impacts everyone and it affects everyone. Now, decision-making for minor life decisions like holiday gatherings or vacations could fall on one person to do the research and do the planning, but the final decision should be mutual. For instance, I'm a planner. I like to plan. I like to do research. Um, I like to plan vacations. I like to plan holiday gatherings, things like that. But I don't start researching and I don't start planning anything until I've talked to my husband and gotten his input and his feedback because I may be planning to have this big celebration or this big holiday event or gathering and my husband may not want that. He may want something small and intimate. So I always talk to my husband before I start researching and planning anything. Number one, because I need to get his feedback and his input on it. And number two, I don't want to get disappointed because I've gotten all hyped up into planning and researching something and that's not what he wants to do. So no matter what the decision is, whether it's major or whether it's minor, if it affects your relationship or it impacts the people in the relationship, those are things that should be discussed and final decisions should be mutual. Should not There shouldn't be one person making all the decisions for the relationship. Let's go to commercial. And when we come back, we'll talk about the impacts of the inequality on the receiver in the relationship. I'm excited to introduce my dating and relationship coaching program, Fight Less with Seanette Ahiabi. My new site, fight-less.com, is up and running. Pop on over and check it out. My relationship journey has been insightful and it's taught me many life lessons. Before I sought therapy and started working with a life coach, I spent many years falling in and out of love with men I wasn't compatible with and I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong. My self-development work helped me let go of my limiting beliefs that made me think I wasn't good enough or worthy enough of remarrying. I was able to break the cycle and transform those limiting beliefs, beliefs that led me to settle for less than I deserved and marry a man who was abusive to me. 
Because I felt unworthy, I endured an unhealthy and unhappy marriage for eight years. That relationship was one of my biggest mistakes, but it was also my biggest blessing. I endured many struggles trying to make that relationship work, struggles that led me to dive deep into my own self-development, where I worked on transitioning my mind and my love story. Today, I'm happier than I've ever been with the man I was meant to walk this life with, and I want to share my secrets to happiness with you. I became a dating and relationship coach so that I can help you avoid the painful experiences that come with being lonely because you haven't found the right person or being in a relationship with the wrong person. When you're too close to the issue, it's hard for you to see what's keeping you stuck in the same patterns that are actually blocking you from having the love you deserve. I've created a program that will truly help you change your situation, get unstuck, and remove what's blocking you from real love. I'll help you quickly get the clarity you need to unblock barriers that have hindered your ability to attract the love you want. I'll also help you align your needs as a woman with those of your relationship so that you can get out of a behavior cycle that's unhealthy for you and limits your ability to have a happy relationship. You'll learn relationship skills that transform your love story from one of disappointment and pain to that of abundant love where you can live a life of sustainable happiness. Go to fight-less.com for more information on how I can help you rewrite your love story. What impact does one person making all the decisions have? The impact of one person being the decision maker in the relationship is inconsiderate and selfish. When you think about it, when one person is making the decision, who does the decision really benefit? Is it equitable? And I would have to say no. Because how could it be equitable if one person is making the decision without considering the concerns or the feedback of their partner? How does it impact the relationship? Well, it's going to have a negative impact on the relationship and on the feelings of the person whose input wasn't even sought after or considered before the decision was made. It makes that person feel like they're not valued or that they don't have a voice in the relationship. So making a decision, one person making the decision for the relationship, for all the, the major and the minor things in the relationship is a selfish thing to do. Another common inequality in relationships is freedom of expression. Intimacy and confidence in your relationship allows you the freedom to express your feelings or your needs without criticism or judgment, and it allows you to be heard. 
Your relationship should be the space where you can be your most vulnerable. The more freedom that couples have to express their feelings and needs, the happier their relationship is. My husband and I rarely argue. We have disagreements occasionally, but they're very far and few in between. And when we do have a disagreement, they don't last very long. I mean, they may last like, you know, a few hours at most, sometimes rarely a day. But the reason why they don't last very long is because we have freedom of expression in our relationship. We have so much intimacy in our relationship that we feel comfortable sharing our needs with each other. We feel comfortable sharing our desires with each other. And that doesn't stop when we have a disagreement. We're able to talk about it without over-talking one another. We're able to talk about it and truly listen and hear what we need from each other. And sometimes we ask, what do you need from me? What is it that I can do to help you feel differently than what you're feeling right now? So freedom to express yourself makes it easier for you to work through challenges in your relationship because you feel safe to say what's on your heart. Without having that freedom, a lot of resentment will build up if you feel like you don't have a voice or if you feel like you're not being listened to. Let's go to commercial break. And when we come back, I'll talk about the harsh impacts of not having freedom in your relationship to express your desires or your needs. Have you been searching for resources and tools that support your aspirations for a happier life? Look no further. The Charmed Life newsletter is the resource you've been looking for to empower you with content that supports a happy body, mind, and spirit. Each month, you will receive exclusive articles on lifestyle, self-care, and wellness content that will help you live a happier and healthier life. Go to your day and beyond.com today and subscribe to get the Charm Life newsletter delivered to your inbox once a month. Every issue delivers quick-witted and easy-to-implement resources and tips to help you achieve a balanced and happier life. Every issue contains delicious, quick-to-make recipes, mindfulness activities, self-care and wellness tips, and so much more. We were discussing freedom of expression in your relationship. If your vulnerability to express your desires or your interest is met with criticism or judgment, it diminishes your trust and it makes you question yourself and your self-worth. You slowly shut down and you feel like your opinions don't matter. So you stop giving them. And you also feel like you don't have a voice in the relationship. I can remember in my last marriage, my ex-husband, when I would go to him in my most vulnerable state and try to share or express how I felt or my desires or what I needed, 
I would always be met with judgment or I would be met with criticism or harsh comments about me blaming him. And it was I wasn't coming from a place of blame when I went to him. I was in my most vulnerable state and I was trying to help move our relationship past the dysfunctional arguing and blaming and yelling and screaming by being vulnerable. And I used I statements. I feel this way. I need this from you. But no matter how I tried to approach that that conversation, no matter how much I tried to express myself, there wasn't real freedom to express myself in that relationship. But I later learned that that was a tactic of his that he used purposely to shut me down so that I wouldn't talk about things in the relationship. So it's essential to your relationship to allow each other to freely express your desires, your interests and your needs, whether you agree with them or not. It is respectful to allow that and to allow that person to be vulnerable and share those things with you. The third most common inequality in relationships is contribution. Who contributes to what and how much they contribute should be based on your lifestyle and not gender or how other couples do it. This is also an inequality that causes the most arguments and disagreements, mainly because there's an imbalance in how couples are contributing. What most of my clients complain about is that they feel they're doing most of the work and contributing more than their partner to the domestic responsibilities like cooking, cleaning, and child rearing. And the men feel like they're contributing more to the financial obligations than their partner. How should domestic duties like cooking, housework, child rearing, home repairs be distributed? Should they be based on gender roles or who has the availability or the time to do it? Or should it be shared equally? There are a lot of men and women who still believe gender roles should take precedence in the house. And what I mean is that they still believe that the domestic duties like cooking, cleaning, rearing children should all be done by the woman. But there are couples who don't assign gender roles at all to how they contribute to the household, especially when they both work outside of the house. In my home, we share domestic duties, but most of it falls on me, like the cleaning and the cooking, because my husband contributes more financially to allow me the freedom to build and manage my businesses. So that's our balance. That may not be the way that everyone does it, but that's our balance. And remember, I said it doesn't have to be equal in the types of contribution. There just has to be a balance there. Now, as my businesses grow and I make more money, then my responsibilities towards my business will increase, which means that we will need to renegotiate the distribution of the domestic duties in our home or hire someone to take care of those 
responsibilities so that we keep peace. And one person is not feeling like they're doing more work than the other person. Let's take a break for commercial. When we come back, we'll talk about how to equally align your contributions, things you can do to welcome freedom of expression, and how to share in the decision making. If you're tired of the dating game or hookup culture and want to attract the authentic love you desire and deserve, go to fight-less.com and register for my dating masterclass. In this masterclass, you're going to learn how to identify men you are compatible with and who want to be in a committed relationship that's happy and healthy, just like you. You'll also learn how to break the cycle of falling hard and fast for a man only to be let down and disappointed because he didn't feel the same way about you. If any of this resonates with you, I invite you to sign up now for my free dating masterclass because space is limited to allow for more intimate conversations. So go reserve your seat now and be prepared to gain the insight you need to manage your thoughts about love so you can achieve breakthroughs from faulty belief systems and stories you tell yourself about not being worthy enough to have a beautiful life or a happy and healthy relationship. I'll guide you in the process of turning your past hurts into your greatest blessings by helping you tap into your own power to create new stories from your future and not your past. Go to fight-less.com today for more information about my upcoming free dating masterclass. And remember, when you commit to doing the work, you can rewrite your love story. In the beginning of some relationships, most couples have shared goals of how they want to contribute to the relationship or how they will contribute to the relationship. But somewhere along the way, one person starts bearing more of the responsibility to get back on track. If this is you, you and your partner should come up with a plan that's equitable and balanced. Now, remember, the contribution doesn't have to be shared equally, like both of you don't have to do the housework and both of you don't have to do the cooking. One of you may be doing the housework and the cooking like me. One of you may be doing more of that. And one of you may be working more and bringing in more financial contribution to the house. So it just needs to be equitably balanced. It doesn't have to be equal in the the activity that you do. And remember, you may not be contributing equally to all things or, you know, to certain things, but definitely you can increase the balance by taking responsibility for your share of the relationship and not letting it all fall on the shoulders of your partner. Increasing intimacy between you will also support your freedom of expression. When we develop intimacy in our relationships, it opens us up to feel comfortable being vulnerable and sharing our ideas, our dreams, our desires and our needs with each other without fear of judgment or criticism. 
If you need help increasing intimacy, go to fight-less.com today and download the free Let's Get Intimate guide for ideas and tips on how to increase intimacy in your relationship. When our relationships are, are caring and supportive, we're happy. But when there's criticism and judgment or one person you know, decides they're going to make all the decisions, whether they're major or minor, it can leave you feeling unworthy or that you don't have a voice in the relationship, which can also lead to feelings of resentment and eventually divorce. By showing up for your relationship as your best self and being mindful of including your partner in every aspect of your life and the relationship, You're establishing a strong foundation for your relationship to be happy and to be healthy and for it to last. I know that many of you are struggling with unhealthy and unhappy relationships, and that's why I became a dating and relationship coach. I don't want another woman to go through the pain I went through to find the man that was meant for her. I've created a special space where I can connect with you on a more intimate level and that allows me to nurture you with coaching, inspiration, motivation, and the support you need to live your best life ever. Go to fight-less.com today. I know that many of you have been desiring and praying to be in a committed relationship and it hasn't happened for you yet. But please don't give up. Sign up for my free dating masterclass so that I can help you uncover the things that are blocking you from the love you desire and deserve. Go to fight-less.com today and sign up for the dating masterclass in July. Don't miss this opportunity. Sign up today before all the seats are taken. I'm keeping this class small because I want to have intimate conversations with you. I want to get down in the weeds with you so that we can find out what's blocking you and we can remove those blocks so that you can quickly attract the love you have been waiting for. I now know why I went through all that I did. It was because of you. My purpose is to help and serve women who are going through experiences that I've conquered and come out on the other side happier and healthier. I love the beautiful life I've created and I'm living, and I want the same for you. Go to fight-less.com today. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. Join me on Wednesdays as we continue to dismantle and unpack belief systems that are no longer serving you. Turn on your notifications so you don't miss the new episodes or details about new programs I'm working on. I know you have many choices when it comes to listening to great content. I'm thankful you chose to listen to your day and beyond. Join me here on Wednesdays for some impactful and thought-provoking insight on topics about dating and relationships and everything in between. Hit the subscribe button now so you don't miss a single episode. And please leave a comment. I'd love to hear your feedback. If this episode inspired you, 
share it with a friend and help me grow my subscribers. If you're feeling stuck in a cycle of unhappiness in your relationship that's unhealthy or you're fed up with dating and want to be in a committed relationship, reach out to me on my Instagram handles, fightless underscore screw more or your day underscore and underscore beyond. And let's come up with a plan to help you get unstuck.